Welcome to the Politically Asian Podcast. We're just two Asian-American buds talking about politics and the Asian-American community in hopes of getting more Asians to talk about politics. Today, we are coming at you live from Brooklyn and Boston. My name is Aaron Yin. My pronouns are he, him, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Aaron Flarin. That's A-A-R-O-N-F-L-A-R-I-N. And my co-host... Hey, my name is Jerry Lim. My pronouns are they, them. And you can find me across the internet at Jerryaki. That's G-E-R-R-I-E-Y-A-K-I. I don't think we have any Patreon shoutouts this week, but plug the Patreon. Pay It helps pay for our website fees, hosting fees, and more. This is a great way to financially support us. Um, and in exchange, we have some great perks for you. You know, shoutouts, merch, personalized videos. Just check it out over at patreon.com slash politicallyasian. Um, also check out the new website, politicallyasianpodcast.com. I worked really hard on it. And um, <laughs> as always, if you like the podcast, please give us a written review on Apple Podcasts. If you don't like it, also give us a review. We're just here for the engagement. The good news is one person did review, uh, leave us a review since last time. So now we're at 26. So only four Ooh. away from 30. Yeah. <laughs> Making slow gains every single episode. Anyways, we have a great guest for you today. He's an Asian American content creator. You may have seen him on TikTok. Give it up for Young Kim. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Uh, like they said, my name is Young Kim. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at, at YoungQIM, Y-O-U-N-G-Q-I-M, and TikTok at YoungQIM. On Twitter, I'm Old Kim, so O-L-D-Q-I-M. <laughs> oh, my pronouns are he, him. Oh, yeah, there we go, there we go. There we go. All right. <laughs> awesome. So we're going to start off with our Hot Take Hot Pot, where we each offer one opinion about the Asian community uh, that we've been thinking about lately and rate them and then discuss them. Okay, my hot take this week is I feel like we shouldn't say we're proud to be Asian. Um, I, I, it's okay to be like, I think it's okay to say like, I'm proud to be Chinese American. I'm proud to be, you know, ethnicity, whatever. But I don't think we should say I'm proud to be Asian. Um, because that th- there is no universal Asian culture beyond like we eat rice. Um, that's that's <laughs> it. Um, it. Otherwise, because yeah, I saw a, a video. I think it was like by Jubilee or something, and they did like um, uh, they made white people stand in the line and see if they agreed with the statement. I am proud to be white, and they were like, yeah, there's no. Someone was like, no, I disagree with that. Um, there's no such thing as like white culture. And then I was like, well, there's no real such thing as like. A universal Asian culture, either. So, yeah, that's my take this week. Mm, I like that. I li- actually, I like that. Jerry, Sandra O's oh gonna come after you right after this podcast. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I- <laughs> you know, do you know? Do you know that that shirt? Or she was like, "Oh, it is yeah. an, it's honor an honor just to be Asian." To be Asian. <laughs> oh yeah, Jerry, Jeremy Lin wore that shirt, and I was like, mm, "Should I get it?" Yeah. <laughs> no, I've I've literally thought about getting that shirt too. Um, so it's just <laughs> it's it's a mixed bag for sure. <laughs> yeah. I I feel like it's pretty spicy only because it comes in contrast with literally Sandra O's whole thing. <laughs> I know, I love that shirt. But like like 
I, I think we just need more specificity sometimes. Or like you could say, I'm proud to be Asian American. Like if you take it from like the political angle, I guess. But mm, oh, okay, nice, good cover, good save, good save. Yeah, <laughs> the political identity. The <laughs> <laughs> You're like Sandra. You need to change it to proud to be Korean. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, feel please feel free to uh, rank or relate it to a spicy food. Okay, Young, we both have the list. Uh, what do you think? I think I'm going to give it a solid lagama because, you know, it, I feel like it's at first when you hear it, you're kind of like, oh, like maybe like that's that's very interesting. Like, uh, I, like we can't be proud to be Asian. But then you know, hearing your reasoning, I'm like, okay, that, that that's true. There is no universal Asian culture. We're so different in so many ways other than the eating the rice part. So I'm going to give it a <laughs> solid. <laughs> so I'm going I'm to give it a solid, you know, like mid-tier like spiciness. Nice. Okay. Nice. I like it. Good I spot. like it. Yeah. Solid mid-tier. Let me see who else is on the mid-tier list again. Um, actually, no. You know what? Lagama is good mm-hmm. uh, because my hot take is related to Lagama. Mm. Good okay. segue. He definitely knew that. My hot take is Asian American or not. No, I need to stop saying that. <laughs> Asian. I guess essentially uh, there are a lot of children of immigrants who are mm. Asian who are making rebrands of very common foods, mm-hmm. including Lagama. Um the company I'm thinking about right now is called Fly by Jing. And I just want to say I'm not targeting them specifically, but it's like part of a broader trend. <laughs> Young, Kim Young where did you go? Oh no. Hashtag sponsor. <laughs> he just, yo, for the audio listeners, he has a Fly by Jing box. <laughs> Guys, I'm I'm literally sponsored. <laughs> Okay, full transparency. Um, my part, my partner bought some. It's pretty good. I, like, it's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm, cr- I'm crying, oh, and it's no. not from Spice. <laughs> oh, hashtag sponsor. Oh, <laughs> okay, let Ooh. me continue. <laughs> so, so Laogama, this is a jar that I'm holding up. That's about 180 grams which is about the size of the flyby jing jar. Now, I in my opinion like spice is a staple of just Asian this is something you add to everyday food, right? So, laogama costs 3.98, so about $4 for this jar. A flyby jing jar of the same volume costs $15. Yo. Young doesn't know because he's hashtag sponsor. I, 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 listen, I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest. I have no idea how much it costs. I was like, dude, they sent me, they sent me like six boxes of this stuff for free, and I was and they're just oh. like, oh yeah, like, 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 like post an Instagram story or like make some, make some TikTok content. And I was like, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, no problem. I mean, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a behind the scenes of a content creator. I'm crying. Oh my god! Yo, yo, I was like, yo, I got all this shit for free, man. I don't fucking know. <laughs> uh, I, I did not sign an NDA. I'm allowed to talk as much shit as I want. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not against you know Asian Amer- like Asian millennials rebranding common staples with their own you know millennial twist, right? Mm-hmm. My issue is that they're making this stuff so expensive for foods that are considered staples like it's not just fly by jing and spice there are other companies that are trying to basically 
in my opinion, I feel like they're just like gentrifying, like mm-hmm. dumpling wraps Absolutely. and like dumpling meat and like maybe even rice, right? Like, yo, these are like staples. Like, why are you trying to make them like literally three X four, like three times, four times as expensive? I can understand maybe a two dollars, three dollars, but like four versus 15 mm-hmm. is kind of crazy. Mm hmm. Yeah, if I can chime in, like, I absolutely, I, like, I, no, 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 I, I'm, Aaron, I absolutely agree with you. I think, I think that um, so much of the time, like, when we see, like, white people doing this stuff, the general Asian community rises up and it's like, oh, like, how dare you do this? Like, how, like, like, you're, you're taking staple foods of ours that, you know, are so accessible and, and, and so beloved by us and then making it, like, high tier or, quote, unquote, cleaning it up uh, to make it palatable for white audiences. And we're in an uproar about that. But of course, like when the when the creator or the investor is Asian, then it's like, oh, of course it's okay because it's their culture. But I definitely, uh, I definitely agree with you on the gentrification part. Like, why are we taking our own foods that are that we've done in uh, a certain way for so long? Not that we can't continue to innovate and make it uh, uh, like uh, in a different way, but like, why why are you making it so inaccessible for for most people? Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly, exactly. Hmm. Maybe it's because uh, it's so the elders can keep Lao Gama and the, <laughs> the the wealthy like millennials and Gen Z can just buy fly by Jing. You know what I mean? Uh, all, the, all, the, all, yeah. all the all the yappies can have their cool like nice branded new packages. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You're paying for I the branding. Like- yeah, mm. yo, honestly, <laughs> two years now we're gonna see like a Supreme X Fly by Jing, <laughs> just a hey, special I, red jar. <laughs> keep, keep that, keep that on record because you act like that wouldn't happen. <laughs> I can right. actually see it. Yeah, yeah, that is the hot take. Um, how <laughs> how are we rating this take? This spicy, this take on spices. Um, oh, go ahead, Jerry. Sorry. No, no, you you go first, young. <laughs> okay, honestly, uh, for me, like me personally, I would give it a mango sticky rice, like a one. Like I one hundred percent agree with that take. Like I don't like y- you're you're correct, but I think for like in general, I might give it like a Japanese curry, like a five, because. I think that, you know, there's a certain demographic out there, uh, you know, yappies who, who will be like, oh, no, like, why, why can't we upscale things? Like, you know, it's fine. There's a different market for it. And, you know, there, there, there is some truth to that as well. You know, if you mm-hmm. want to pay um, exorbitant prices for simple things that you could go get at like an H-Mart or a regular corner store for like, like, what's that, Algama? Like three three ninety nine. Yeah, three, four dollars. Yeah. Like, 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 please, by all means. And all I'm saying is if I wasn't sponsored, would I buy this stuff? <laughs> yes uh, he he would fly oh, by he, jing no, no no sorry yeah guys um wait did the did the, did the check clear yet <laughs> <laughs> right. it, mm. but, but in their defense fly by jing if you uh, please i hope you're not listening to this but if you are um i i do genuinely love your stuff i do i do use it every day so <laughs> we're basically saying it's good but please make it cheaper exactly <laughs> yeah um i have to agree with young on that i i would say it's a mango sticky rice um and then it moves up a spice level when we bring in like um like the whole like oh well when white people do it bad mm-hmm. when young asian people do it good mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know you just need to scroll take one scroll down like like the facebook group asian creative network and like you'll you'll see that <laughs> 
Um, and like half of me is like, you know, collect the bag. <laughs> I can't, I can't get too mad. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I don't know. There is something to say about like selling out your culture for, for white folks, I guess. So I don't, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Young, you're up. Uh, man. I feel like this is not even that much of a hot take anymore because pe- enough people have given shit about it. But I wanna, I wanna make sure I express it as well because, okay. like, subtle Asian traits, like get your, get your shit together, man. Like, if I see the same three jokes about, oh my god, I love boba so much, like I, I can't go a day without it. Oh my god, need my tapioca pearls, like get a different personality trait like please like like the, the whole, i feel like the whole reason the term boba liberals even invented was because people won't shut the fuck up about it like boba's good don't get me wrong i will go out and like if my friends are like hey like you want to get some brown sugar milk tea fuck yeah but but it's guys it's like as as much shit as we give white people about like starbucks and shit or like pumpkin spice lattes they really don't make it a personality trait we prescribed it to them like we as a group are making boba our like our thing and it's like Mm. okay fine but like everyone knows it's asian already like you don't have to make it a personality trait like please stop okay young kim coming into the defense of pumpkin (laughs) spice lattes (laughs) also i don't don't know if you guys have ever actually tried a pumpkin spice latte that shit is good on a on a a hot i'm not sorry on on a cold like autumn day like you're starting your morning, you got a you got a brisk walk going on. You got a pumpkin spice latte. That shit bangs. All right, call me a sellout. Go for it. <laughs> it's because it they actually used spices this time. Right? That's why it's good. <laughs> right, and, and and like you know, it's obviously super sweet. Get the sweetness reduced so you can really taste like the the other spices in there. Like get get some cinnamon there too. Like, mm, delicious. It is pretty good. I feel like. I- and I feel like after this episode, our white audience will like skyrocket just from <laughs> <laughs> slowly increasing our white audience. <laughs> that is a good point because, you know, as I, uh, the point about ascribing pumpkin spice lattes to white people, because I truly feel like out of all the white people I know, they don't talk about it that much, if at all. But truly among a lot of Asian, you know, I, I guess East Asian mm-hmm. Instagram is what I see mainly. There's a mm-hmm. lot of that still going on. I'm like, yeah, you guys are... It is time to, uh, you know, find something new. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry, what do you think? Yeah, no, I would agree with that. Like, it it has become, like, the central, like, central tenet for people. Um, like I said, kind of going back to, like, the Asian Creative Network, which, um, like, you, you'll you see, like, someone write a post, like, I'm an Asian-American creator. Check out my Etsy store on, mm-hmm. you know, I sell Asian-American goods, and it's, like, all boba, <laughs> boba, like, Mm. stuff animals (laughs) stickers whatever um and uh yeah i don't think that's what they were thinking back in like whenever they came out with the term asian american you know Mm -hmm. um so yeah uh 100 what would i I say um i give it i give it a joe's rice roll red sauce um because like i feel like that's like a a good staple um good staple take um and uh, uh, I, I feel like I have heard something, heard or felt something similar about like, yeah, let's we need to move away from boba, um, but like no one's ever said it out loud. So mm, I will thank mm. you for that. I'm pioneer. Yeah. yeah, I can agree with the. I would say you know, a Sanzo sparkling water coming mm. back to the brands that are kind of expensive. Sanzo's <laughs> like four bucks a can. <laughs> 
like a Sansa but or that's a different. We didn't roll. come up with sparkling water. We didn't come up with sparkling oh, water. True. We just added yeah. like true, Asian true, flavors. True. You know, you're that's, right, that's right, okay. Right. <laughs> Separate category. I take that back. We'll go with the Joe's. I mean, we'll, it's still that level of spice. I mm-hmm. feel like the, you know, asking Asian people to move on from boba, that's more of the normal lower take mm-hmm. but i think honestly to me adding the layer about white people and pumpkin spice lattes made it a little spicier because <laughs> actually tr- that is actually true like i feel like it is something that we have prescribed more than what's happening in reality or at least what i see in my own reality with the white people i know mm-hmm. all right and that is hot take hot pot <laughs> and now that we've completed that uh let's go ahead and go to the main questions young uh, i'll start with the first one so Jerry and I, uh, we first you know, learned about you through TikTok, mm-hmm. TikToks. And our first question is, you know, what inspired you to start making TikToks about the let's say, Asian, East Asian experience? Honestly, um, the, the story of how I started TikTok in general is something I've uh, just talked about a lot. Uh, but basically, uh, I feel like so many like other TikTokers and, and especially the ones I'm close with, we all have the same story. It's uh, once COVID, you know, lo- put us in lockdown. I was just sitting in my room bored and I was like, you know what? Like people are making like these like funny little comedy sketches that really don't take that much effort to make. I could do that. So I did. And uh, I started off with just like, like just general trends here and there, like, um, you know, talking about, you know, like, like, I don't know, girls, boys, like, like stuff like that. Um, uh, but, you know, I, kind of really saw like this, this, this growing demographic of like, Oh, like Asian American TikTokers. And I was like, Oh, that's really cool. Like, I think it's really dope when people are talking about their cultures or like making like little inside jokes that like, I don't even see on like, like corny places like subtle Asian traits where they're like, Oh, like that's a, that's like specifically like a Korean thing that I'm like, Oh, like, like I really relate to that. And I was like, I was like, I have so many things that I know that other people are going to relate to. So, um, I think my actual like first really like viral video, um, was, um, um, it was uh, like uh, everyone on TikTok is blowing up, um, but like I won't because like you know I'm not a I'm not a stick skinny like Korean pretty boy, right? And, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, this is this is even back when like I um, you know I'm in the process of losing a lot of weight right now, and I was I was a very very chubby kid, and um, like it, it, like people were kind of just like oh like like half the demographic was like oh like oh this chubby this chubby kid's fucking hilarious like how self-aware is he and then also the other ones were like oh like no you're cute shut up (laughs) so um yeah just kind of started off from there um and yeah here we are yo we gotta get that korea boot audience that's (laughs) please stop (laughs) don't play the race car charge the race car Oh my goodness. Um, so, you know, kind of going off of uh, Korean specific stuff, like what made, what inspired you to uh, start doing like a little bit more like political and historic uh, commentary on your TikToks? Honestly, uh, it might sound weird, but K pop and K pop stands specifically. <laughs> because, no, literally. Oh, no. Because, because, like, I, I like, I, like, you know, I'm, you know, I like K-pop, you know, I listen to K-pop here and K-pop's there. K-pop's good. You know, big, big, big KRB guy. I love Korean ballads. If you ever catch me drunk at a Norabang or a karaoke, you will, you'll see me going off. But the, like, there was just so much misinformation out there. And I saw people like correcting each other about like Korean things who aren't Korean and just 
were totally wrong about so many things. And I was like, you guys have no idea what you're talking about. Um, but for those of you that don't know, I'm also a history major at Boston College. I'm a, I'm a senior. Oh. And um, I've, you know, like this is this is a big area of my study. You know, I've, I've done a lot of uh, research and I've taken a lot of courses on Korean history and specifically like the background of my people and like how we've gone from um, this, this developing country into one of the world's uh, superpowers and especially a cultural superpower. And uh, the, the process is super interesting we don't have to get into the whole detail of it but, but like but people making a whole personality out of this stuff like i i knew that there was a strong k-pop demographic on twitter like k-pop stan twitter is horrifying yeah but and then i saw <laughs> it, it transitioning over to tiktok and i was like oh no, i'm not here too like come on so uh i started you know like like correcting some people about like hey like you know like, like there's so many aspects of k-pop that is um uh, like uh, to, for lack of better words, appropriated from Black culture. There's so many like like uh, so many like first age like golden age K-pop is pulled directly from like these 80s like 90s like like rap videos and hip hop and R and B that like I that I think people are more aware of now. But like uh, even just like a couple of years ago, we're we're kind of in, indifferent or, or or ignorant about it. Uh, so I felt that you know like. If, if you're going to be such a fan of something that you're going to obsess about it, you should at least understand the history behind it. That's deep. Ooh, that's deep. Wow, yeah. I'm cracking up. <laughs> K-pop stance started. Young Kim versus K-pop stance. <laughs> no, literally, the, fir- the first beef I ever... I, and I wish this girl nothing but the best, but I actually... My, 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 oh, God. My, my, my first beef i've ever had on tiktok was this was this um this uh this african-american girl and she was making videos about like uh, uh k-pop and, and 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 stuff and i didn't i never i had never seen her videos before but i made a video talking about like uh about like why i don't um you know really rock with k-pop stands because i uh because i feel like they're very ignorant about the industry and how it treats idols and how um mm, how yeah. uh, so much of like um um, the the behind the scenes stuff of the industry is is, is very dehumanizing, and how um, uh, you know we as a country and in the industry itself needs to do a better job of acknowledging K-pop's roots in uh, in Black American culture. And she just comes out there and she's just like, "No, what are you talking about? We do know about all that. Like we like we we, we know that. Like we can still appreciate the art without like doing all the stuff." And she was coming for me like personally, like, "Oh, like this guy, like because he's he's Korean American. He's not even Korean. Like 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 how dare he like speak on and stuff like." this and i was like oh girl you're you're you got me fucked up so so I, I, you know i i went in on her and at that point like my platform was very small i think i was like maybe 15 20k and she was a little bit bigger than me around 30 40k and i was like i was like listen i listen like I, I'm the kind of guy. I don't give a fuck. I don't. I don't give a fuck how big, how much bigger of a platform you have. Like, if I think I'm right and you're wrong, I will stick to my guns. So I was going in on her, right? And I was like, I was like, you are completely misquoting me on everything that I'm saying. I'm not saying that some K-pop stands aren't aware of the history of it. I'm just saying that as a whole, in general, because most of these fans are impressionable young kids. Yeah. Like it's our duty as as people that are older or more knowledgeable about it to educate it about it. So why don't so why aren't you talking about it? Why 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 are you giving me flack for just bringing this situation up? And of course she blocks me because I was right. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. damn! All right, I'm a, I'm a turn I'm a turn off the recording real quick, and you'll drop the handle. And <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was it was it was like two it was almost two years ago at this point it was right when i was like just starting just starting tiktok in like in in spring so i don't even remember (laughs) so we're chilling 
That's yeah. That's so funny. So I I hate white people. Um, end of sentence. No, I hate white people who go <laughs> to other countries and like make that their whole personality. And so the first time I ever ran across one of your TikToks was right. that white guy named like Dallas. Oh, Cody. Dallas of so, Cody. We can get yeah, into yeah. So he went, so He's first, like, I can drop this handle. <laughs> I don't care. I think he deleted his account. But like he, he was like some uh, I, I forgot where he was from, but he was this white guy who lived in Korea and like he would make these videos like what do Koreans think of gay people? Yeah. What do Koreans think of black people? And like I <laughs> I still think about that all the time because Young ended that dude's life. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh that's so God. funny <laughs> uh, so unfortunately he did not delete his tiktok he still what? makes vi- yeah i know he still makes videos oh uh, he of course he has me blocked he has me blocked on my main and my second account so um which i don't even know how he knows about my second account i think he knows about my second account because i think i said in one of my videos um hey like notice you blocked me on my main because um when we were arguing back and forth like i was like i can still watch your videos i have a second account uh but who knows <laughs> Um, sorry, like, uh, but feel free to ask me whatever questions you guys want to ask me about the situation because I could talk about that for hours. Uh, we'll, we'll probably kind of cap it at that, but that is pretty oh. juicy. Yo, it's time to it's time to make a third because you got young Kim and old Kim right Kim. now, right? right uh, middle aged Kim, middle aged exactly. Middle-aged. It's time to make middle aged Kim. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, middle aged Kim. All right. Um. Earlier, you mentioned that you were a history major at uh, Boston College. Mm-hmm. And because um, like one of our questions, we are curious, like, where did you go to learn more about Asian American issues and activism and history? Would you say that most of what you learned was from your classes? Or did you have to do like a lot of outside of class, like on your own independent research to learn about your own history? Uh, I would definitely say it's a little bit of both, especially in high school and uh, middle school, where obviously I grew up in a town called Allentown, Pennsylvania. I went to, uh, for, for background uh, info, Allentown is 2% Asian. It's actually a relatively hey, diverse, hey, hey. It's, it's, it's a relatively diverse city in terms of um, there, there's, a, there's a large uh, black population, a large Hispanic population, but Asian people, not really. So um, even though like I felt uh, overall like my friends were were diverse in the sense that I, I had a lot of white friends, black friends, uh, 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 Latinx friends, uh, there there weren't really you know pe- like you know a- Asian kids as a whole like including you know uh, South Asian, East like East Asian, Southeast Asian, all, all the above. We just there just weren't that many of us. Um, so most of the information that I got, of course, from a very biased Korean national standpoint is from my parents. Um, uh. and I, I grew up with like a lot of those beliefs. I was always, you know, I'm not, I'm not one of those kids that was like, Oh, I was ashamed to be Asian. Cause I grew up in a predominantly one. No, I was always proud to be Asian, but, Hell but, yeah. but Sandra O time. <laughs> Sandra O time. Sorry, sorry. Let Sandra me, O-time. sorry, sorry. Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. I was always proud to be Korean, you know? Um, <laughs> it's an honor to be Korean. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an honor to be Korean, uh, of course. But um, you know, I feel like I didn't really understand what that meant until I got to college. I I didn't understand what being part of a community really meant because, uh, of course, like there was like a Korean church around where I grew up, but like because of how sparse our population was, there weren't really like kids like my age. Like everyone's like a bit older or a, a mm. lot younger, like like literal toddlers and stuff. So I, you know, I, I just didn't fit in. Also, I don't identify as religious, so it was that was was a struggle for me but 
Um, yeah, I got to college. Uh, there was a really interesting class my uh, freshman year called the Asian American Experience. And uh, it really like was kind of an entryway for me being like, okay, like I understand what it felt like for me growing up as a Korean American in an area without other Asian Americans. Uh, let's let's examine kind of, you know, the, the general Asian American culture because I, I wasn't aware of it. Um, and from then on, you know, I wanted to learn more about, uh, like, the, the history of Korea itself. So specifically, um, you know, at, being a history major, I got to learn a lot about the Korean War, World War II, Japanese colonization. Um, of course, I had some background information on Japanese colonization because, you know, my parents are very, <laughs> very strong, yeah. very, very strong yeah. opinions yeah. about that. Um, but, yeah, definitely, um, uh, sorry for la- rambling, but definitely um, uh, a lot of outside research on, on my part and also uh, getting a lot of it from the classroom, which I'm very appreciative of. Yeah, that's really good. Um, when I went to college, like my school just started doing Asian American classes, like literally Asian American 101. Do you have a lot of very tailored classes that you're taking right now, like specifically on Korean history or specifically on something Oh, so not currently right now, not this semester, but my junior year and my sophomore year, I, I took very tailored classes about uh, uh, specifically South Korea, but uh, South Korea's development uh, uh, following the Korean War, uh, basically the history with uh, Park Chung-hee, our, 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 not our first president, but our, uh, after the military coup and how he was able to construct um, uh, South Korea's economy basically on this super capitalist infrastructure with the rise of the Chebuls, these massive super conglomerates that um, was built on the backbone of kind of like the imperial Japanese remnants of, of these companies and uh, using uh, American uh, foreign aid specifically to just really drive these homes. So he made sure to transition us from an agrarian and agricultural powerhouse, not, not powerhouse, sorry, agrarian agricultural economy to this industrialized and export based economy because he was like, you know what's going to get Korea to a better uh, um, uh, e- economic situation is if we are supplying products that the rest of the world needs. Of course, mm-hmm. he was a very you know brutal and totalitarian dictator. Most people aren't aware that Korea that South Korea also did not have free elections until 1992, which is not that long ago. But um, yeah, it's 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 super interesting to read about. And if you guys are fans of Korean soft like soft power like K-pop K dramas, I'm begging you please read up on korean history because so much of the subtext and so much of the 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 commentary and things that are popular like parasite and squid game um so much of that stems from that period of time and i mm. would 100 percent recommend that wow that was that was spoken like a true history major right there I was, <laughs> yeah i was like was... am i am, <laughs> am, I, am, I, a, am I in a class presentation right now i'm so i'm so sorry, I'm no, so no, sorry. no no that no, was good i think yeah. i think it's always great when like when like as diaspora like I I cannot I could not give a presentation on the Philippines like that like I know we had like like at one point the Philippines like was like the third largest exporter of rice I think and Mm -hmm. then we lost all that because we had one shitty president that's all I know that's all I know about the Philippines so I think it's super cool that like yeah I think that's great. Yeah, you know a lot of detail. That's good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's also listen, more they can say about China. <laughs> it, it's it's in Korean people's blood to just be ultra nationalist, and I've I've tried my best <laughs> since you know like growing up a little bit to be like, okay, you know what? There are problems with South Korea. There's actually a lot of problems with South Korea that we should address. But deep down, I'm like I'm like I have like Adidang like playing in my head constantly, twenty four seven. Like 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 any any anytime someone brings up like a Korea Japan conflict, my immediate reaction is like, excuse me. Huh? <laughs> the colonizers say that shit again. <laughs> yeah. 
face. The real question is, do you watch <laughs> anime though? Yeah. I'm a huge, a huge anime fan, huge J-pop <laughs> fan. Uh, like I love sushi. Like, like, uh, like, te- like I have teriyaki at least like twice a week. Um, <laughs> J- Japan, listen, all the Japanese viewers of this podcast, I've had to say this on TikTok multiple times because like I've made comedy skits about like Korea and Japan's beef. Right. And yeah. like so many people are like, Yo, Young Kim, you hate Japanese people. And I'm like, no, the fuck I don't. Like, I, like I'm like i making a commentary about, like, history. I do not hate Japanese people. I, like, I, I sound like a white people trying to, like, defend themselves, like, about, like, oh, I'm not racist. Like, I, like, like, I have Japanese friends. <laughs> I have a I have a genuine and deep appreciation for Japanese culture. I think Jap, 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 no, literally, like I have I have such a deep appreciation for uh, uh for Japan, and I think that you know Korea and Japan, like simply like could not exist without each other. I, I genuinely believe that, and I think that um, these younger generations, we are making strides in repairing the relations between our countries, especially diaspora. Like I mean, Korean and Japanese Americans, we're kind of just like all right, cool, like whatever, right? Um. When it, when it comes to the history between our countries, okay, like, yes, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be resolved. There's a lot of things that we need to talk about and have honest and open conversations with. Um, you know, you know be, because of my personal bias, I think the wrongs are leaning towards one way than the other. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think we're getting to that point where, you know, we, we can understand that, you know, the, 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 the sins of the father do not pass to the son, you know. Yeah, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, dropping those quotes. That was nice. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you understand how many of my friends are always just like, dude, it's literally so obvious you're a history major. You're so corny. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I think that's really great. I mean, like, why why would we bring it over anyways, though? You know what I mean? Like, why? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. We I mean, you'd bring you'd, that you'd be surprised, man. I know a couple of Korean Americans who, like, who hold this beef like dear to their hearts. Yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know. Yeah. Cause like I, I went to school with one of them. Cause there was a Hyundai <laughs> plant that opened up in Montgomery where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we, we, there was, so there was a huge Korean population. And uh, mm-hmm. when I was in high school, uh, the, there was a tsunami that hit Japan. I think it was like 2012. Yeah. And like, oh. I had a Korean classmate that like in model UN looked me in the eyes and said, <laughs> Japan got what they deserved. <laughs> what? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, Korean nationalism. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm not, I'm not even shocked. I'm not even shocked. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you do you ever worry about being reductive in in uh, your TikToks or like when mm-hmm. in memes and stuff like that because you know it's it's like a one minute now three minute format so yeah mm-hmm. yeah absolutely like I I actually do worry about that like very often um I don't know like how closely you guys have like followed like my recent content but I don't I don't do historical commentary and I don't do political commentary as much as I used to simply because I felt like so much of my words were being taken out of context and like in stitches or I actually had a I had a recent like issue with my last political one where I was like, kind of explaining the history behind um, uh, this. This one girl made a TikTok that I stitched. Uh, she basically was like, "Oh, like the reason like uh, white men, Asian women, like relationships were so visible in the United States is because of the history of of uh, American imperialism." And I expanded upon that. Right? I I didn't say anything about interrelation interracial relationships. I didn't say anything about oh like this is wrong, this is right. It, it was simply just like I explained, you know, the history of the Chinese Exclusion Acts, Japanese internment camps, how uh, these different immigration acts throughout American history only allowed Asian women to immigrate to the United States 
if they were married to an American soldier. Uh, or, yes, or, or, I did see your TikTok on yeah, that. Yes. Yeah. Right, yep. And um, fucking Yahoo News and Daily Mail, which I'm surprised that Daily Mail is still alive because I'm surprised their readers can read. But um, <laughs> they specifically misquote, and they did this on purpose too. I know for a fact because that's how they get their clicks, right? But they were just like, oh, like, 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 uh, uh, Asian TikToker says that the uh, only reason white men uh, like date Asian women is because of imperialism. I was like, where the fuck did I say that? You know, like, um, and it, it, it's honestly so disappointing too, because, uh, and this is really sad. Like one of my very good friends, her, uh, his sister is married to a white guy. And I like, that's, uh, and, uh, be, because she didn't see the video, she only saw the article. Right. She was like, yo, like this guy's your friend, right? Like, why would he say that? Like, like that's so fucked up. That's racist, sexist. Like, I don't know a single Asian woman who can't make their, make their decisions for themselves. And like, I love my husband. And, and, and I was like, dude, can you please put me on the phone with her? Because that is absolutely not what I said. And he was like, don't worry. I showed her the video and everything. She said the article was a complete sham that that's, that, that, that's sickening that, that, that happened to you. But like, it just, it really broke my heart because I was like, I simply wanted to give historical context. I, and in no situation, like, did I ever say that interracial relationships are wrong? Um, you know, not to be that guy, but like, like my like i've i've had interracial relationships as well and like i wish nothing but the best for them and at the end of the day like we're all individuals like if you're fine it's it's so hard to find the one person that you love and that you want to spend the rest of your life life with so like why should race even be a consideration right and that's what i genuinely believe so to have that taken out of context and used against me by by people like in my life i was it, it, it really was like disheartening and which is why I don't do as much commentary because I don't want to be reductive. I, I wish I had more time to, to explain and, and like you said, give a whole presentation about it, but I can't, it's not the format of the, of the platform that I've built. Mm. Wow. Okay. So Jen, well, wait, um, I was going to, I was just going to say like, wow, that provides a lot more context for everything. I'm also just so surprised that like, I mean, half surprised that more news outlets are just, literally basing their entire mm -hmm. content on tiktok content which mm -hmm. is it, it reminds me of early days when like buzzfeed i mean still to some degree is just mm -hmm. making entire articles off of tweets mm -hmm. this is just like the yahoo news version but particular but wow like no i completely understand that has a very like honestly a like, very stressful impact on your life when mm -hmm. people only see that and not the tiktok right um, that and, completely makes sense. And you know what's so funny too? They don't even like link or hyperlink the video into the article. They put like, a, oh, you can watch the video here, and the hyperlink part is the here, and it's this big because they oh. know because they know exactly what they're doing when they do this type of yeah. stuff. They they know it's misleading information. They know it's an outrageous headline, so it's gonna get clicks. Oh, look at this salty Asian dude worried about like white men taking Asian girls when that is absolutely oh, not what I said yeah. at all. That, that's the reaction they were trying to get, and I was like. Guys, they made you look like an MR Asian. Ooh. No, literally. And, and there was so much commentary about MR Asians going around at that time. So I was like, yo, like people are going to think I'm, you know, one of those motherfuckers. Like, yeah. I, like that is not who I am. Like, I, oh my God. It was, it really, it honestly really was stressful. And like so many people were hitting me up being like, yo, like I saw you in Daily Mail. Like, that's so cool. And I was like, don't talk to me about that right now. Like, oh. like that's not cool. Like, 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 like oh, it, it is not. It was not a cool. Yeah. Thing. yeah, and then like I felt bad too to my friends because I didn't want to be like irritable and snap at them. But like I was like, like you're you're low key bringing up something that's like very hurtful to me. And like I know for you it's just like a, like they don't even read the headline. They just see my face and they're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like, my 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 friend's like on the news. That's crazy. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, oh my god. I feel like. <laughs> uh... 
I was like, well, Yahoo News, they're probably going to just start hyperlinking even smaller in the future. No, listen, hey, <laughs> Yahoo like period at the end, yeah, the one letter, yeah, the period. <laughs> Yahoo News, if you ever listen to this podcast, I'm going to give you a big fuck you. I'm I'm not sorry. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. No, that's fucking annoying as hell. Mm. Um, no, but that also makes more sense. Mm. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, Jerry, I think you're leading up to this, but in the last 10-ish minutes, we got a few like faster questions mm-hmm. uh jerry i don't need to start it off uh i will i mean and faster okay um <laughs> well i was gonna say you know you 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 stop doing or you're doing less uh commentary because you know the it's it can be reductive um and i'm kind of curious um it do you think it's important though because uh to keep kind of doing that because like it makes discourse more more accessible right like mm-hmm. i i've definitely watched some of your tiktoks i've definitely come aco- across tweets where i'm like whoa like wow 140 character two, i guess 280 now um mm-hmm. i learned something new so mm-hmm. i guess like which is 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 which is more important um the right question to ask or like yeah do you think it's important to make the discourse more accessible or are you like worried about being too reductive you know no yeah definitely uh so so I think it's a, it's a bit of a gray area depending on what the subject is. I think there's mm-hmm. definitely like like issues that simply can't be explained within the three minutes, no matter how short of a summary you're trying to give. So um, uh, back when I used to make more, like I would always I was always like make follow up videos or talk about like, hey guys, like you know uh, me as a content creator, even as someone who's educated about this in the format that I'm giving it to you, the most I can possibly do is give you a general information. And if it piques your interest, please go and do your research. Like please go on uh, like on not even research, please just like do a quick search of like things that you might be interested in. And maybe, you know, this will lead you to information that you, that you really care about. And the most that I could hope for is, um, uh, bring shedding light on something that you know maybe we haven't talked about. You know, to to start the discourse, spark the discourse even, and then you take that and run with it. Like, um, uh, I, I I do believe that we as um you know you guys as well. Like you're you're prominent figures on Asian Twitter. Like like you like you starting the you start, no like seriously like I've been no 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 I've been following I've been bo- I've been following both of you for a minute. Like I'm serious. Um, so. Like it's it's really our responsibility to 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 bring up these issues and 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 spark conversations about it. And I think it's up to the individual, to the to the listener or the or the reader, the watcher, whatever, to to make up their own mind, like do their own research. Because um, you know, I think there's so many issues that there there isn't a right answer and a wrong answer. There's there's a what you believe and you know what you're willing to hear out. Yeah. Well, I mean, because I will say, I mean it. A hundred percent sucks that Yahoo Mail and Daily uh, Yahoo, yeah, Yahoo and Daily Mail mm-hmm. basically painted you as like a super shitty guy on their <laughs> article for clickbait, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, on TikTok itself, it seemed like you were getting a lot of positive reception. I mm-hmm. mean, do you think that you're in general what you're doing with the videos gets like a more positive reception overall? Mm-hmm. No, I would 100% say so. I would say that, like, if anything, the negative backlash is, is, is very minor, probably like a 95%, 5% split. But the, it's it's just That's the fact pretty that... pretty good. No, it, it, it's pretty good. It, like, I, and I'm very proud. Like, my followers are, uh, like, the, and I'm so grateful for them. Like, the, they are very loyal and they're, and, you know, uh, I tell them not to take my words as gospel, but then they're just like, oh, like, whatever you say, I believe. I'm like... He is gospel. I'm like, whatever you say, Jesus. I was like, no, literally, I was like, I 
was literally like, that is the exact opposite of what I told you to do. But um, I'm going to do my best to try to guide you in the right way and not, not do that. Mm, sounds exactly what Korean Jesus yeah. would have said. Oh, yeah. That, that's, that's the new third account for young Kim, Korean, Korean Jesus. Jesus. Oh, my God. And then you have to use the picture from... Um, 21 Jump Street. Wait, do you guys know the account like your Korean dad, Nick Cho? Like, yeah. He's a, he's a mutual of mine, like super nice guy, right? And so like, oh my God, I thought I thought about doing a parody of him and I like, I will never do this because he's so sweet. But I was like, they're like, oh, hi guys, like you're Korean Jesus here. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's funny. That's funny. Oh that's my funny. goodness. Oh. Aaron, how much how much time do we have left? Do we have time yeah. for one more question? Yeah, we could do yeah, we could do more. Um which one? Oh, okay. I like that one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So last week we talked with Shauna Chen, who is the editorial director of the Yappy, uh, which is like an online publication for Asian political news. Um, and she was saying that her readership generally skews older. For this pod, actually. There are a lot of older Asian listeners. And so I guess our final, I guess the final question to you is, do you have any opinions on how else to get younger Asians involved in like political stuff or historical commentary stuff? Um, how to get them to expand beyond, you know, boba and representation mm -hmm. as we've been talking about earlier? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, honestly, the best way to do is comedy. Make it relatable. Like, like, um, like we, like you guys said before, like I could easily give like presentations about this kind of stuff. Like I could give like a very, like, this is what this is. This is what this is. But like making it like relatable, funny, like, like giving them like, like, uh, little tidbits of information that, that can be absorbed through the lens of comedy where they're like, Oh, like that's actually like really insightful, but it's hilarious at the same time. Like, I, I think that's really such a good way to get like young, um, uh, Asian Americans more interested in politics. I think one of the greatest thing that that Netflix ever put out was Patriot Act with Hassan Minhaj. Like he delivers yeah. uh, abs king, king, right? <laughs> king the, shit. Uh, like, seriously, like delivers uh, like these in insightful commentaries ab uh, about current events and, and news that are going on that are so relevant to young people's lives because we are the ones that are going to have to deal with the repercussions of these events uh, in the future. Um, and presenting in a way that's that that's honestly hilarious. Like he he. I believe he's the best in the industry right now. And uh, I look up to him so much, but, um, you know, enough sucking his dick. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, like, literally just providing, like, new information and getting them interested because of, like, hey, like, this is funny. This is relatable. This is important to you. And I think that's the greatest way to do it. Nice. All right. We'll continue pumping out the memes. That <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. No, I literally yeah. – uh, so, uh, for the listeners, like, I we were uh, DMing about this stuff, like, in, in our little D Twitter group chat uh, to, to set this interview up. And, like, they, they kept pumping out me after me. And I was like, guys, like, I know I haven't said this to you yet, but literally, like, I retweet every single one of your memes. They're, they're hilarious. Oh, they, yeah. <laughs> that means a lot coming from yeah. you. <laughs> 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 yeah yo but similarly i guess going back to you know tiktok backlash like even with the recent um mm -hmm. twitter meme we made about like a lot of asian diaspora sort of like complaining about not knowing their home country language mm -hmm. but you know writing a lot of sad poetry about how they don't know it <laughs> <laughs> like there, there were a lot of people who are like well you know like this track this take is horse shit because xyz or like you don't know me xyz like there's definitely like i would say 10 20 percent negative reaction but mm -hmm. like for the most part people generally like it and it, it seems mm -hmm. like in your case that is as well um like 
like to us that's like enough to keep going but mm-hmm. definitely is also annoying to deal with yeah because you, you know what it is when the when uh people like that get so defensive and get so in their feelings about stuff like that you struck a chord with them like they oh, yeah. they they know that like oh this is about me yeah. And, and, and whether, whether they want to admit it or not, they're going to project that insecurity onto you. I think that it's the same thing that happens with me with a lot of uh, when I've talked about like um, the federalization of Asian women, when I've been like, hey, like, you know, like if you um, like, you know, obviously, if you're if you're not Asian and you're dating an Asian girl, like like that's totally fine. If you're not Asian and dating an Asian guy, that's totally fine, too. But are you dating them because you're like super into K-pop and you think like like Asian Asian culture is like so cool and stuff like that? Or is it because you genuinely like love them and respect them as a person? And so many. And that's all I said. Right. And so many people get their feelings like, oh, well, I just, I just think that Asian, Asian people are so beautiful and so like, like I just can't stop admiring them. And I was like, the, the, the video is about you. <laughs> okay, you are the problem. It, it's, it's time to investigate who wrote that Yahoo and Daily Mail piece and see <laughs> what chord we struck with. Exactly. The, actually, though. Yeah, actually, okay, yeah, I, yeah. I'm actually kind of curious now too, but <laughs> we'll you know what's so funny? Next. My my friends did research on the on the writer of like who Ooh, who, who did yeah. um who who wrote that piece specifically for Yahoo. I don't know about Daily Mail, but there's there's one reporter forgot like her name. It might it might also be an alias or a pseudonym, so we don't know. But because uh, we couldn't find a LinkedIn for her either, but um basically goes around reporting only on Asian TikTok activities as a non-Asian. And like, it's always, always framed in a negative light. And we're just like, what is going on? We, we, you know, we, there's, there's not that much research else that we could do, but we just, we thought it was really suspicious. That's all. It's that Dallas of Cody guy. Yeah. (laughs) It's Dallas Cody. (laughs) That's why you don't see the LinkedIn. (laughs) You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Like, I don't. I don't take pride in like quote unquote canceling people, but I. I eviscerated him. He, he got every. He got. He got everything he deserved. I don't regret a single thing I said about him. He needs to learn his goddamn place and um, get the fuck out of Korea. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh my god, Sorry. that was so funny. All right, uh, we're running close <laughs> to the hour, so we're going to wrap it up here. Mm-hmm. Um, Young, thank you so much again for being on the podcast. Can you remind our listeners, like, where can they find you online? Yeah, of course. Again, like, thank you guys so much for having me on. This is the most fun I've had all day, to be honest. Uh, and uh, yeah, my socials are, so my name is Young Kim, uh, but I spell it the normal way, K-I-M. But on uh, on TikTok and Instagram, my at is at Young, Y-U-N-G-Q-I-M, because K-I-M is always taken for some reason by some SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> um, and uh, on Twitter, it is Old Kim, so O-L-D-Q-I-M. And you can find him on his third at Korean G's. No. <laughs> coming soon, coming soon. Coming soon. That'll be my burner. Oh, oh yeah, the burner. <laughs> That's so funny. All right. Oh, wow. Okay. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Again, you can follow the podcast at Politically Asian Podcast on Instagram or at Politic Asian Pod on Twitter. Or you can email us at politicallyasianpodcast at gmail.com. We take fan mail and hate mail and guest recommendations. So hit us up for any one of those three. And if you really, really want to help us out, this is like the most important thing. Please leave us an Apple review. All right. That's the episode. Thanks for listening. And bye. bye.